0: If everything was possible and no matter what you believed you could have, you would have it and you could not fuck anything up and nothing bad would happen if you got it, what would you fucking want, you
1: know? This is the Alchemize Life Podcast, and I am your host, Ava Johanna, transformational mentor, speaker, teacher, and most importantly, a woman on a mission to bring wellness to the world. This podcast was created to bridge the gap for anyone craving more love, health, and happiness in each and every day. And with every episode, you will receive practical guidance to create magic in your own life. Combining the expertise of wellness visionaries and thought leaders, each week we will bring it back to basics and provide you with the tools meant to empower you to thrive emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So together, let's ditch the mean girl, you can't sit with us vibes, grab your favorite yoga pants, and start to find your uniquely alchemized life. Okay, okay, okay. I'm so excited today. I'm not going to even try and rap any longer, but, but... I am so stoked to be re-releasing this episode. I swear, Amanda Francis just gets better over time. She is like fine wine and like a good stinky cheese, except obviously not stinky cheese. Um, I just love aged cheese. And um, for those of you cheese lovers out there, you understand what I'm saying. My dad literally has a basement that has a whole room of aging cheeses. It's wild and it's the most phenomenal cheese on the planet. Um, If you're not big on aged cheese, then I've probably lost you altogether. But let me get back to the star of our show today, which is Amanda Francis. She has especially recently just absolutely Made me feel so expansive in the work that she brings to the world. And I just think that she has so many incredible gifts to share in this episode and just in all of her work altogether. She's got a podcast. She's got YouTube. um, She's got tons of different courses from a range of prices. You can literally get stuff from like 20 bucks to thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, And her Instagram, just everything that she shares is fucking incredible around money and around being of service and around the vibration of really showing up and stepping into the woman that has it all, the version of you that has it all. And, you know, this is something that I talk about a lot in my group program and my mastermind and in all of my work, especially here on the podcast, because it really is a choice. And before we jump into the episode, I just want to call out compassionately a lot of the excuses that I see new entrepreneurs, new coaches making that is really not doing you any justice. And it is the holding ourselves back and continuing to make decisions from past versions of ourselves. So thinking about right now, the decisions that you make and making them based off of past experiences, making them based off of fears, making them based off of past beliefs. And Unfortunately, what that does is only create more of what we don't want or keep us stuck in the same exact place. And so I call this out with compassion because I used to do this all the fucking time and I'm over it. I am so over it in my own life and I really want to call you up into the vibration where you're fucking over it as well too because the reality of it is is that we are so powerful and the moment that we start aligning with the version of ourselves that is rich as fuck abundant as fuck has the clients has the dream relationship lives in the awesome house drives the range rover has the hot bod whatever it is that you desire whatever it is that you are calling in the moment that we align align ourselves, our mindset, our action, the way that we speak with that version, we actually start to become her. We actually default into being that person. And when you think about it and like zoom out, it makes so much sense because When we are looking at our brains, like getting a little down and nerdy with you on this one, when we're looking at our brains and looking at how habits are formed, how thoughts are formed or habitual thoughts are formed, it is the firing of the same neural pathway and neuron over and over and over again. And so, wow, we've done such a good job of keeping ourselves limited We've done an incredible job at staying in fear. We've done an incredible job at staying comfortable, but that's only gotten us as far as we are today. And every single time that we've stepped up into a new level, anytime that you've broken through the glass ceiling of some sort of you know, salary amount or monetary amount that you're making or level of client or even type of relationship, you have decided and chosen to do something different. And that's what is required of you for stepping into your next level. That is what is required of you for creating new habits, new patterns, new behaviors, new thoughts, new beliefs. And so of course, if we start actively choosing those thoughts, actively choosing those behaviors, actively choosing to surround ourselves with high vibe people and high vibe information like this podcast and really making this like filter of positivity, a foundation of our day, then those are the neurons that are going to fire. Those are the new neural pathways that will be created. Those are the new Patterns that we will be stepping into, and then we become that person. So it's science, guys. It is science. And it just feels really fucking good to be in this energy of abundance and to really have faith and trust that you are so supported and that you and your gifts are meant to do big, massive, incredible, transformational things for this world. Because why not believe that? Is it helpful to believe that? who are you to do this or that you have to struggle forever or that money is evil, it doesn't feel helpful to me. And so I hope that in today's conversation with Amanda Francis, you will realize how incredibly easy it is to start shifting into this paradigm. And it's a consistent daily practice. You show up every single day, but the more that you show up, the easier it gets and the more good it feels and the more you will see the world around you change and respond to what you've shifted on the inside. So with that being said, we're gonna jump into the episode with Amanda Francis. This is a re-release and I cannot wait for you all to just hear this episode one more time because it is that good. And for those of you that are really, really lit up by this conversation, don't forget to share it with a friend or post it up on your Instagram stories. Maybe you even email it to your mom. And of course, if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. That's actually how we get our message out to even more people. And I want to get Amanda's message out to even more people. I want to get these tools out to even more people because I know without a doubt I am so confident and I'm so obsessed with this information because it has transformed my life and it transforms the lives of my clients and my group, my one-on-one clients, and soon to be all of my clients in the Academy of Breath, which I'm so excited for. And the countdown is on, you guys. We have like two weeks left. So if you haven't already checked out the Academy of Breath, holy shit, it's starting June 1st and I could not be more excited. Truly, truly, truly. I have been obsessed with this work for almost two months now since I started creating this. And holy shit, I have never been so just like on a high from any type of offering for so long. So I just know that it's going to be so good. So if you haven't already, check out the show notes. That's where you're going to find a link. And I hope that you guys enjoy this incredibly high vibe, powerful conversation around money and really stepping into and owning your worth with Miss Amanda Francis. Let's dive into it. Miss Amanda Francis, welcome to the Alchemized Life podcast. We just kind of spoke briefly before you hopped on, but like I said, I cannot wait to jump into your mind today. And I know that you're going to pack so much value and like practical tools for people because like there's no bullshit with you. And so thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
1: So, We're just going to jump right into it. Everyone already knows who you are. Um, And really what has always attracted me to you and your energy and the work that you're doing today is how you have really been able to alchemize these money stories, these limiting beliefs, and really just broken all of the rules of business and created a life that is truly built by your own design. So. I would just love for you to start out with letting us know like a little bit about the journey of breaking those beliefs in your own in your own process um because I know that you didn't always feel super confident about money and it's been a process.
0: Yeah, it's been a real process. And it's honestly a pet peeve of mine when people just won't own like when leaders won't just like own that they're a human being in process, struggling with shit, struggling with the shit they teach like Because okay, now I'm on a random rant, but I just think we're all we're all here to like teach what we're meant to learn, you know. So anything that you're an excellent teacher at, you're going to be digging into the deeper layers of it for yourself all the time, right? And I think that one of the reasons I'm an excellent money teacher is I am continually looking at any like limiting belief or fear or doubt I have around money, and I think. Okay. Here's what I would say to anyone, no matter what it is that they feel they need to like shift or heal or clear or whatever. You just have to realize that nothing is ultimate truth and everything is changeable. Everything can be seen differently, approached differently. Everything can can be... You can create a miraculous situation out of anything, right? So when you come from that approach... I decided a long time ago that anything that didn't feel good was a lie. So the idea that like you don't come from the kind of family that can have money from the part of the country or you're just like not business savvy enough or like you don't really think that way, you don't really get it. Like I just I just disregarded all of the stories, which included a lot of like deep rooted fears around never being successful or never having the kind of life I wanted or never being able to like travel or see the world or make an impact or or heaven forbid be dependent on a man like I just I just was willing to look at all my shit and tell new stories and see things differently and rewire my brain and believe in new realities which I think creates new paradigms and dynamics for how life and money and love and whatever respond to you
1: Yeah, I think that that's really powerful. And I just want to, one, recognize you for saying that like these are all continuous things that you are still working on. Um, Yeah. Because I like, I see that with myself too. I'm going through life and I'm like, oh, I thought I got this all figured out and I'm like, good to go. And then something pops up and I'm like, oh shit, what? (laughs) So, do you think it's even necessary for us to know like where the beliefs or the stories come from? Or is it just the recognition that there is a story there?
0: I personally don't think you need to know. No. So, my background's in therapy. I have a master's in counseling. So, uh, there are things in my life where seeing where it came from and with clients seeing where it came from, where they learned it can be therapeutic as far as um forgiving someone or seeing a memory differently, right? But no. I don't think we have to dig down to the painful childhood core of every single negative thing that happens in our mind.
1: Mm, I think that that's really powerful because it can be like, it that can be really, really tough work versus I feel like you're very much about keeping it fun, keeping it flowy. And so recognizing, oh, this doesn't make me feel good when I'm handing over my credit card and spending a bunch of money and racking up credit card debt, I'm gonna start to change that belief. I don't really have to understand necessarily that it was because this happened when I was five years old and my mom and I, whatever, you know, this whole story, I don't have to necessarily look at that, but I do need to know how it makes me feel. And then from that place of like feeling into whatever it is is where we can shift it from what I I agree. Completely,
0: so i don't I don't bypass anything, right? If like any kind of like memory or fear or feeling or trauma is coming up, like I'm willing to look at it, right? But I think what happens a lot is people get in this habit of like looking at their pain, but really, it's just like an addiction to pain and suffering, mm. and then they just continually get stuck in their pain. They just want to tell stories about what their mom did for like ever. <laughs> I'm like. We can acknowledge that your mom did something fucked up, but now your job is truly to forgive and live better. Yeah. So I think there's a balance and there's a balance there, but the vast majority of the time, I think we can choose to see things differently and shift without getting stuck in a wound.
1: Yeah. I like that a lot. And so going back kind of to that example, when we do recognize that we're in like a cycle of destructive habits, whether it's around money, relationships, our careers. What what do we do? Like, what did you start to do when you started recognizing that? I know you talked a little bit about telling new stories, but what did that look like in like a tangible way? Yeah. So
0: we can use your example of like, I'm paying for everything with my credit card and I'm in credit card debt and this doesn't feel good. So the biggest thing for me around debt specifically was I stopped making it bad, like I had student loans. I still have student loans. <laughs> they will be paid off. like I have myself on a really great payment plan where they're like nearly paid off but like but here's the reason I can have student loans and not care with millions of dollars in the bank and here's the reason why I could stop driving myself crazy that I was using credit cards is I just decided that debt wasn't bad mm-hmm. I was like this is not good or bad. This is just a thing. This is just a choice to pay something off over time. It's So when I stopped, it's the thing I always say. It's a quote by um, Carl Rogers, who's my favorite famous psychologist, but he says, the curious paradox is that when I accept myself as I am, I can change. So there's something to accepting something as okay and good enough and just fine that creates space to do something differently when you stop shaming yourself. Mm -hmm. So I stopped shaming myself around any kind of debt and I stopped thinking that it was any kind of big deal. And I created this deep knowing within me that A, I was going to be successful, that B, paying off debt was going to be no big deal. Paying off debt was going to be a natural extension of what I call overflow, which is more money than you know what to do with. So I focused on being a vibrational match for more than I knew what to do with instead of focusing on the debt that I already had, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I actually, to this day, 100% of my company expenses and personal expenses go on credit cards. It's just that today everything's paid off every month because there's more than we know what to do with. So if you were to look at my life, the habit never changed. I used credit cards for 100% of expenses when I had credit card debt, like a lot of it, like maybe $50,000. And I used, credit, I used credit cards for everything when I had no debt. So my action didn't look any different, but how I felt about it was different. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. I watched, yeah, I watched myself getting closer and closer and closer to being able to pay off the expenses of that month over time. And then one day, I remember I was living in Bali and I just like, I got pissed about it. Like, one day I was like, wait, like, Amanda, you're making a lot of money now. You're in multiple six figures and you have basically the same amount of debt consistently. It wasn't the $50,000 anymore, but it was like 30 or something. Like, some of it had been paid off. I had watched it get better and better and better. But I was like, why in the world do I have $30,000 worth of debt? And I got annoyed and I got pissed and I decided I wanted it to be different. And that's when it actually was completely paid off for the first time was when I had like a heartfelt desire for it to be different. But it wasn't because I shaved myself or decided I was bad or wrong. It was because I decided that that was actually not not what I wanted anymore. But the biggest thing, the biggest like maybe recognition that I want everyone, like all of everyone listening and everyone on the planet to look at is what you're a match for, what you're available for. Like most people have the same amount of debt. No ma- they'll pay off their credit card, but then they'll have the same amount of debt again. Or they'll put a lot of money in savings and then they'll manifest an expense that brings them back to their amount of savings they had before. And that's just what we're a match for. It's that number that we can't imagine any, having any less than or having any more than, whether it's debt or savings or investment or income or whatever. We all have these standards in our life and the universe continually meets our standards. So when I realized that my my energetic standard around debt was still $30,000, I could go, huh, isn't that fucking interesting that I create that even though I'm a multiple six-figure business owner, right? Mm -hmm. So now I'm a multiple seven-figure business owner, but I could still have $30,000 worth of debt or 50 or whatever if that if that was still my standard if i was still available for that there's people with all kinds of money who have that you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah absolutely well and i like what you mentioned about saying that it's not necessarily bad or good i think it's looking at these like societal norms and ideas that are basically just put in front of us that we are uh, basically force fed and uh, and asking ourselves well is this true to me is it actually true that debt is this evil thing that we want to avoid at all costs? Or can it be something that I can play with and change my energy around in order to feel better within my finances, within my life in general?
0: A hundred percent. And I think there can be moments where you decide you're fucking done with something and you're done with it forever. And there can be moments of it getting a little better all the time. And both are okay. As long as your expectation is forward motion of what you want to create more of, then it it, it doesn't have to be that miracle moment where you never have that again. It could just be, I'm observing my standards increasing and improving around this thing.
1: Mm, yeah, I like that a lot. So you mentioned becoming like in, in energetic alignment with these different um, with like either having no debt or making a lot of money and having overflow. What does that look like? You gave a really great example on, I think it was your podcast or maybe it was a podcast interview you were on about like just feeling the feelings, thinking the thoughts and like having that overcome your body. And I always give that example hmm. to um, the people that I work with because I love it so much. So can you share a little bit about like what it means to um, meet your meet whatever it is that you're manifesting energetically?
0: Yeah. So I think the thing I ask people a lot, like clients in my courses, I'm like, if you already had the thing you wanted, then how would you be feeling? And what would you be thinking? And what would you be saying? So everyone, I think everyone moves energy a little bit differently. So for me, if I say words, like you've heard me probably talk about going on like my like tangents around something if i start saying words like holy shit i just had my first half a million dollar a month it happened 500,000 dollars it's in the bank it's mine i'm so excited all the clients came all the students came and other crazy shit came but it all came and it was all here and it was easier than i ever expected like i can get to the point where i'm so full, like i'm so overwhelmed by that like positive excitement expectation around that thing That it like consumes my body. So word, I can elevate my energy with words the most quickly. But some people like visualize. Like energy follows emotion. Energy follows imagination. Energy follows anything that feels like something to you. So when I get myself in an energetic, an energetic state of already having the thing I want, I'm an energetic match for it. And I think we just have to play with what moves energy for us. But I've had so for many years, I practiced getting like really excited or really expectant or really like almost like manically whatever with the thing I wanted. And then in more recent times in the past couple of years, I played more with like this calm, certain, not really that excited, just but very, very expectant feeling of I just was leaning back and I was just hanging out and it was better than I thought it would be. But it's all just learning how to bring. And hold vibration in your in your body or in your energetic field.
1: I love the difference between like the calm, cool, and collected, and the like the the hype chick, basically. Um, Because I think I have a lot of practice
0: with both. It's been more recent times that I've tried the other. (laughs) Yeah, well, girl, I gotta say you're you're the hype girl, so. Being a hype girl was great when I was just trying to feel the feelings of having something, you know, but like, I think it was, it became exhausting. You know, I was like 24, six figure launches in. (laughs) I mean, I had like, I had hyped myself up around so many things. And in um, February, when I had my first seven figure launch, I was like, we're doing this in a different place. Cause I don't want to be exhausted at the end of this one. You know, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to stay a match from a whole different vibe. And I would literally like sit on my couch on my bed and I would like lean back and feel the feelings of the seven figure launch. And it was a completely different experience, but like it obviously still happened.
1: Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about what's shifted for you since like, since you started, have there been any major behavioral changes or I guess, Tools or routines that have shifted for you that are attracting the seven figures versus the six or the five, and you know, going kind of in that pa- that path in that timeline. Oh, like how am I different in my day to day? Um, yeah, a day to day and and mindset, I would say.
0: You know, I think it's just all what we can get our faith behind. I was thinking about this. I was journaling in bed maybe two nights ago and i wrote in my journal six figure six figures an hour i just had my first six figure hour because i've been journaling for some time around a six figure day and it hasn't happened yet. And so now I have resistance around it because I have this story that it's not happening or whatever. And so I was like, well, how do we just skip that? You know, how do we just get to the next the next level so I'm not worried about a six-figure day anymore and I was like six-figure hour and it just like moved me. If I can believe for a six-figure hour, then a six-figure day just became no big deal, right? So that is kind of how I've done all of this. Like, I just decided new numbers were possible, but I had to do incremental upgrades because girl from Sand Springs, Oklahoma, who was just really trying to believe she could make $3,000 a month, i.e., me, couldn't go 3,000 to like a 4 million year, you know, 3,000 month to a 4 million year. I had to go 3,000, 4,500. 5,000, 8,000, 11,000. I really had to like up it like a little bit at a time. But shortly before I had my first $11,000 a month, I remember writing in a Facebook group I was a part of, and it was a bunch of people who had all gone through a digital course together. And I wrote in the Facebook group, Guys, I'm feeling into what it would be like to have a five figure day. And everyone was like, <gasps> five figure day we're all just trying for our first like five figure month. It was like outrageous, and now I have five figure days like almost every day, so it's like it it's all it has been is just allowing myself to get comfortable with a new number, stabilize the new number, make the new number no big deal, and then I can go to another number
1: mm, yeah, I think that that's what some people forget in the process is that it's like those small steps, even if we're talking about you know how to how do you launch your own business versus like, how do you actually have whatever number in your bank account? It's just taking those small incremental steps and like getting behind it all the way. Because I think that it's so important that like we are confident about what it is that we're bringing to the table. Because going back to the back to energy, if we don't feel energetically like it's going to happen for us, then it's not going to happen. No, the,
0: you know, I've said for so long, the universe can't bring you anything you don't believe you can have. Like you believing that it's like possible and then believing that it's like likely and the believing that it's like definitely hundred percent happening is like kind of the work, you know? And I can't speak for everyone cause I'm a very hard worker. Like I'm willing to learn to design a sales page myself and like all the crazy tech things I taught myself to do over the years. Like My inspired action was often just like what looked like a lot of hard fucking work, but like I don't think any of that inspired action would have done anything without the belief and the energy, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that it is once we get ourselves into alignment and start believing is when the inspired action comes up, when you have the idea to build a sales page or when you have an idea to reach out to whoever. Um, So for those that are listening that are like, okay. (laughs) I'm ready to do this. Where do they start as far as like determining what they're what it is that they want and like actually starting to believe in themselves and have the confidence? Are there like practical things um whether it's journaling, I know that you said like actually starting to speak things aloud, but how do we start to like first unravel exactly what it is that we want? Yeah, so
0: I just think, I think telling yourself the truth about what you want is maybe like a lifelong practice that might be particularly hard for women. Like have you ever noticed in a conversation with a man, it'll just be like what they want to eat or what they want to do. (laughs) And like a conversation with a woman, it's like, well, I should probably eat the salad after I go for the gym, but I don't know that I had protein today. So maybe I should eat the burger. And it's like, what do you fucking want? Like, (laughs) we talk ourselves out of what we want, like all day. And it's really weird. So I think Elizabeth Gilbert said, in eat, pray, love, which I read like maybe 10 years ago, but this is coming back to me right now that she started, I think that was something she wrote in her journal every day. She was like, Liz, what do you really, 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 really want? And the way I said it in my courses is like, guys, if everything was possible, And no matter what you believed you could have, you would have it and you could not fuck anything up and nothing bad would happen if you got it. What would you fucking want, you know? Mm -hmm. Because we're always like not telling ourselves the truth about what we want. Oh, because we think something bad could happen because someone might be mad at us because we can't handle it. We think we'll fuck it up. But when you remove all of that, you just like cleanly want it. You give the universe, the forces of good, whatever, your angels, so much more to work with.
1: All right, you guys, on the topic of money, I know it is something that can be super sensitive for talking to your partner or talking to your family member. Take it from me. I literally was homeless at 16 years old with my mom and my little sister. And so I've done a lot of work on peeling back the layers of my beliefs and my relationship around money. And one of the things that has been very helpful for me is having a very objective standpoint, and that's where a professional therapist comes in. And I know, I know, sometimes it can be a very privileged thing to say, yeah, I go to therapy, but that's why I love BetterHelp. So BetterHelp is an online platform, and they are way more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they also have financial aid available. What I love about BetterHelp, besides the affordability of it, is that it really matches you with a professional therapist that can support you based on your needs. So it's not just some random therapist, you fill out an entire onboarding survey and then in under 24 hours, you are matched with a licensed therapist and can start communicating already. And the ways that you can communicate are various. So you can do text support, you can do a phone call, you can do a video call. I prefer the video call because I like being able to see the person face-to-face. Um, but there's a variety of different ways that you can really ease your way into a relationship with a professional therapist. I know that for someone who may haven't gone to therapy before, it can be a little intimidating, but better help really takes the intimidation factor out of it. And I truly just love being able to talk to my therapist and being able to message them whenever something comes up throughout the week has just been so helpful for me. And if something's interfering with our happiness or preventing us from achieving all of our goals or again, interfering with our relationship with money, we deserve and we are worthy of giving Working through all of those things and stepping into the most beautiful and abundant life possible. And so, if you haven't already, you got to go check out BetterHelp. It's betterhelp.com forward slash alchemized. And there's over 800,000 people on their platform. So, they're doing something right. Again, that's betterhelp, forward slash alchemized. And you're going to get 10% off of your first month. I really hope that you guys take advantage of this offer. They are so. so incredible and really committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash alchemize. You can get 10% off your first month and I'm going to include a link in the show notes for you guys to check them out too. Yeah. Yeah. I for sure agree. I think that we do have a lot of fear and like uncertainty behind expressing what it is that we want to because of judgment or again, that idea that like, oh, well, who am I to want that? But to actually just like state it is so empowering. And I know that in the times when I have these like crazy ideas of like, I want my own TV show or I want to be able to work with these people. um, It's so like, I feel so light afterwards and like excited yeah. this new energy, you know? And I'm sure you experience that all of the time.
0: It feels like an exhale. Every time for me, every time I get it right and I land on the thing that's like, oh, fuck, it's that. That's what I'm going to do next. It feels like a giant exhale.
1: Yeah. Like I love it that. Breeze. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love yeah. that. So do you have like a daily practice that gets you into this state, like meditation or, you know, working out? Is there something that you do consistently that really helps you to get into this alignment and flow?
0: No, I just, I'm like <clears throat> not really good at daily practices. <laughs> I like do a different thing every day and it's like never in the same order. And that's just like, I think my personality. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. I want to say a couple things about that. Like I think there's this weird pressure for anyone who's a coach or like a spiritual teacher, like in the personal development space to like be zenned out all the time. And I'm just like, you're going to have moments of bliss, of course. And you're going to have, I think you should have, I think you can definitely create um, a vibrational default state of like delight and happiness and enjoyment in your life. But some days you're going to be like irritated or like Pissed or like annoyed at life because you're a human, right? So I think one, the whole idea that you have to like stay in alignment or whatever all the time is a lot of funny pressure. That being said, you can create a very happy life. So I don't know. I think we all have the awesome responsibility of getting to design our lives, whatever that means for us. And for me, I do better in life, I'm happier. When I tell people the truth about what I need, when I delegate often, when I see the ocean, when I work out, when I remember to eat, when I sleep eight hours, you know, like normal
1: human stuff, yeah. it makes me be a
0: better the, or a line person. <laughs> the
1: simple things. Well, I think that that's a breath of fresh air for people too, because it's like, yes, you might have this multi million dollar business, but you're not doing anything that someone that is, is only making 1500 or $2,000 a month can, can't do. You know, like this 100%. is accessible for all of us.
0: Totally. And I remember phases of life where I had more restriction because of the job I was in. Or the schedule I had, or the money I couldn't spend, or whatever. But we can all make a cup of tea in the morning, right? We can all make a gratitude list. We can all, you know, choose to tell our partner or friend the truth about what's going on for us. Like we can all have the
1: human moments of feeling better, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so I have a couple more questions left for you. Um, One of the things that came up for me that... I mean, I just think back to this all the time. I recently launched my own um, signature class and it's been terrifying, of course, to put myself out in that type of way. But I remembered that you said in a podcast interview, when you launched your first course, I think it was your... I'm, I'm actually not 100% sure which one it was, but you had- Become a life coach. Yeah, yeah. become a life coach when you had and you had four people sign up and- No, Money Mentality Makeover. But yeah, Money Mentality. Second,
0: cor- okay. second course and four people signed up, yeah. Yeah, so
1: I think that we all have this veil from Instagram and from social media that sets us up to have these expe- expectations that because you have a following or because you're creating something like a course that you must be super successful um, You know, your first time around. And I think that that discourages yeah. a lot of us from actually sharing our gifts because it might fall flat the first time. So how can we get the hell out of our own way with this mentality in order for us to feel worthy from the get-go?
0: I just think the the main thing is you can't let outside indicators determine what you decide on the inside. Mm. You have to stay the inside gets to create the outside, not vice versa. So When, okay, when I released my first course, 10 people signed up, no, I'm sorry, 15 people signed up at $600. I made my first $10,000 off a course and my life was forever changed because I just saw that I could help more people make more money. And it was like a magical thing. And then I was like, okay, Amanda, you taught about the thing that you knew people would pay you to do. Like you are a successful life coach. You have a master's in counseling become a life coach, people will pay you for that. It was like, it was like a little risky, but not terrifying. But I really wanted to talk about money. All I actually ever, ever have wanted to talk about is money, ever. And so what I really want to talk about is money. And I was horrified, terrified to launch Money mentality Makeover. Like the kind of deal where you're like posting it and deleting the post. Like that kind (laughs) of stuff. You're like, I was acting crazy. So... I finally got myself behind it enough that like I was teaching it and I was showing up that I got like four people in it. So we get four people in it. And I remember I just I don't know. I had so much to say. I was scared, but I had so much to say. And I showed up to module 1 and taught live for those four people and that is still the module 1 in Money Mentality Makeover. Like that I have not re-recorded it. Like I recorded it for four people But I recorded it like I was teaching it to tens of thousands. And now I do teach it to tens of thousands because, like, my internal state was more of an indicator of how my life was going to be than anything else, Mm
1: -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I love that. And I remember, I know that you work with along Gabby, alongside Gabby Bernstein, um, but I remember going through one of her trainings and her saying, Look, if even one person shows up, you act like there are 10,000 people in that room. And I think that. that, I felt the same. Yeah, I think that that's a big sign that you're, again, just behind what it is that you're offering. Um, and
0: then there will be 10,000 people in the room before you know it. But like, I, I wrote a post about this on Facebook not that long ago. because so it made me so irritated. Someone only had, I can't remember what it was. They had one or two people sign up for the course and they canceled the course and gave refunds. And I was like, you, I'm like, you aren't getting it. Like, A, those two people are valuable and they need you. So it's fucking show up for them. B, you made some money. Why don't you go ahead and keep it? (laughs) Say thank you and keep going. Like, and see, like, the one thing I love about digital content, and this isn't true for everyone in every industry, but for me creating digital content, I believe so strongly in the record it once and use it forever, sell it forever. Like, I'm always building up a body of work with every single thing I do. Every time I go live on Facebook, I am pulling that training down. I'm making it a podcast. I'm making it a YouTube video. Like, I might make a little five minute clip of podcast and a five minute clip of YouTube video, but then I might bundle up 20 of those trainings and sell them as an offer or whatever. Like, I am using everything so many ways. And I think that's one way I feel like I can serve my energy and like multiply my money. But I was thinking, my point would be that I always had vision. I was thinking about creating something and using it intelligently multiple ways that very first course, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you do that too. I think that it's so smart for those that are listening that are coaches or do offer a digital content. Like when you go live, you just download it and then offer it for a price that's super accessible for people that may not be able to do your mastermind or may not be able to afford the bigger courses. Like yeah. I think that that's so brilliant because you really have created this super accessible brand for people. So whether you're only Mm -hmm. able to spend $14 or you're able to spend thousands, there's like people can work with you, which is amazing.
0: Yeah. I love taking a $47 offer and sharing it for $7 for 48 hours. I think it's like the best thing in the world. And I love that my private coaching is $100,000 a year. Like I'm all about all of it. But Yeah. I don't know. I think internet marketers are idiots. We don't even need to talk about that, but internet marketers (laughs) either believe you have to price really, really high or you have to price really, really low. And I have just been like kind of middle of the road pricing for years and years and years. And then like I created some really high and some really low, like, I don't know. There just are no fucking rules is what I would say about that. Like you just get to price it the way you want to price it and you get to create what you want to create,
1: you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why a part of one of the reasons why you're so successful is that you are creating your own rules and the rules that, again, you can get behind. I think that's like the biggest message that is coming through to me with this conversation is like, get behind what it is that you're doing and the rest will come into place.
0: Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Decide it's enough and it will be enough. 100%. One thing I want to say about the repurposing live stream things, just in case it confused anyone, is here, I'll just explain how I do it because I feel like people are so mind blown over this. But here's what I do. If I have a digital course that's launching, I go live to talk about the course like three times, but I just cover a lot of important topics. And I take Q&A and I just make it a value-packed thing. And then all along the live stream, I just tell everyone, this is free from now until Friday or whatever date the course closes. This live stream event is free. Once once the enrollment for this course is over, these three videos are going to be bonuses for said course. So if you jump into said course, you get these videos you've been doing with me this week forever. If you want them, I'm taking them down Friday, right? And then, so they become bonuses for the course. And then, I don't know, maybe a few weeks later, a month later, however long later, I'm like, hey, guys, remember those live streams? I bundled them up. I took them off the internet. I bundled them up. added homework. added affirmations. I added a workbook. I added whatever the fuck. You can have those for life too. So the thing is, everyone feels guilty. Like, How can I record it for free and sell it later? Well, it's yours. You, you own it. You can do whatever you want with it, but don't ever lie to people. Just tell them that it's like, I tell them the whole time, this is going to be a bonus on a, the course and it's going to be sold as a bundle at a low price later. I just like let them know. And then on the sales page, it says, this was recorded live for my audience. It is no longer on the internet. You can get it free here. So it's like, just to be transparent and you can do fucking anything. And then say each video is 45 minutes. I take a little five minute section of each video and I put it on my podcast and on YouTube as free content.
1: Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. So do you think that there's common mistakes? Because there's, I mean, there's so many people talking about money and talking about manifesting. Do you think that there's some common mistakes that people might think are like a part of the process, but could actually be blocking flow? What do you mean? Like, do you have like an example? Um, yeah, like I would say doing something silly and let me think about something silly. Um, the idea of saving money is like having, having an idea that like you have to be saving money. And once you're, you start saving money or like paying off your debt, like the, the example that we kind of gave earlier, like, is there something that we could, that we might think is we're doing right, but could actually be blocking us from attracting more money? Yeah, all of
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> all those things you said. Yeah. Um, anything that is not a feeling of, for me, anything that's not a feeling of abundance, anything that's like a feeling of restriction isn't mm-hmm. what's right for me. Okay. So that changes over time based on how much money you have. Like, for example, there was a point, a point in time where it would have felt like smart and conscientious and wise to just not buy first class yet, like just fly like economy plus or whatever. And that would feel like taking care of myself and taking care of my money, like get a little extra leg room, but first class is just still feels outrageous. And that was wise and fucking abundant. But then I know people who have a lot of money who just feel guilty buying first class and don't do it. So it's not out of like, It's not out of like intentionality or really caring about using money well. It's just out of guilt, right? Mm -hmm. At this point in my life, there is no scenario where I won't fly first class. I need to wake up wherever I'm going rested. I need to be able to like sleep if it's an international flight, like whatever. Like there's just, I would never not do that thing. It would feel restrictive not to, but doing it out of, anything you do out of pressure or out of guilt isn't going to yield the kind of feeling you want or you know, multiply more of what you're trying to create. So always look at what, like, what your intention is and how you're responding to yourself and what you're creating for yourself and how you're interacting and behaving with your money. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I believe that I love my money and money loves me. I believe that I'm loved by money, appreciated by money, supported by money. I feel like I have this like, deep, beautiful relationship with my money. So I want to honor it and value it, but I'm not trying to be restrictive with it. At all,
1: does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just flew spirit for the last time in my entire life. So,
0: praise the Lord, we're moving on, (laughs) onward and upward, onward and upward. Okay, so on that note, (laughs) what are um, we've all had that day where we went, Oh, I'm energetically unavailable for Southwest any longer. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, but there
0: were years where that little Southwest flight got me where I was going, and that was. I, at least I was flying and not driving. That was abundance at that time. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I completely agree. So on that note, what are three things that listeners can do today to feel more confident around their money? Oh,
0: stop, stop guilting yourself. Like stop guilting yourself at all. Anything that makes you feel better. So for one person, they could look at their bank account and realize that they're in a better situation than they were last year. And they could go, okay, improvement is happening and they would feel better. For another person, they might look and go like, oh, I've been in the same place for the X number of years. So that's not what I would focus on. I would focus on you know, the next goal or... it's If we're going to believe, if we're going to accept that money and energy is all vibration, And that's all it really is. Then we have to start looking at it as, as is the way you're feeling about it when you look at it, the way you want to continue to feel when you look at it, or do you want to start feeling a different way? Because your money is going to follow your energy and emotion. Mm -hmm. So if every time you look at it, you go not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough, we're going to keep creating not enough. So if you can start looking at it and being thankful and grateful and like joyful and like, in a different vibe, you're going to start to change your experience. The biggest thing though, for having more money is believing that having more money is possible. Like this, like I'm an entrepreneur and I create digital courses and I scale things intelligently, like yay. But my favorite is when people join money mentality makeover or another course. And they're like, I didn't expect this bonus or this raise, or my husband got offered a new job or like, you know, I got a check in the mail. Or like, I love all the random things people couldn't have, have planned because to me that just shows that money was always out there circulating and it was always willing to make its way to you, but you didn't think it was fucking possible,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily have to be a coach to be super successful and to have an overflow no. of money.
0: It like, I I love that in my like mastermind personally, we're not all coaches. Like, I love that my clients make money lots of different ways, and these principles apply to. Everyone, but I didn't really answer your question very well. You said, What are the three things they can do today? Believe it's possible to have more money would be my first thing. So, whatever idea just popped up in your head that said, But I'm a teacher, but I have a salary, but this or that or the other, those are the ideas you have to begin to look at any differently. Even though I'm a teacher, I still believe abundance is coming to me. Even though I'm on a salary, I still know that limitless opportunities exist all around me. Like, those are the ideas that you have to see differently. Your identity has to become the identity of an abundant person over the identity of a teacher. You know what I mean? So believe you can have it. Be willing to look at all your limiting beliefs and begin to identify differently. And just be aware that feeling and thought is creating your reality and shift into things that thinking and feeling things that feel better over time.
1: You are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So, okay. So, besides your incredible courses, you have your Facebook group, you have your Instagram, you have um, your emails. Can you just share all of the ways in which people can start to like be in your ecosystem? Because it is so vast and so accessible to really everyone. If you are listening to this podcast, you can consume really all of your content.
0: Yeah. No. There's a lot. Okay. So, if you <laughs> come to Facebook, X O Amanda Francis, F R A N C E S, come over to. I mean, did I say Facebook? I meant Instagram. Come (laughs) over to... I'm on Instagram all day long. 90% of the time, I'm the person replying to the DMs in Instagram. That's not true in email or in any of the Facebook boxes because the company just got too big. So I can only oversee one place. So come over to Instagram and watch my Insta story. I'm there all day long. But we're also posting free content on my Facebook fan page and in my Facebook group every day. So... Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all of them are all EXO Amanda Francis. The Facebook group is called The Spiritual Badass Boss Lady. What else do I need to tell them? Um, if you... Oh, my podcast. It's called And She Rises the Fuck Up with Amanda Francis. You can come to my podcast. Um, oh, I'm going to give you free money-making resources. So if you go to com slash money you're going to see the waitlist page for my course, Money Mentality Makeover. But don't worry about whether you want to join Money Mentality Makeover later or not. Just just sign up there because I send you a bunch of free money-making resources when you do.
1: Thank you so much for coming on. And we will link everything in the show notes. So Amanda, you rock. You're such a badass. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate Um, it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode with Amanda Francis. Please let me know what your biggest takeaways were. Head over to Instagram, send me a DM at Ava Johanna, and we can continue to bring this conversation to life because I think that money is really an important conversation, especially for women to have around financial literacy and really just owning your worth. And Amanda has absolutely cultivated that mission in me to talk more about money, to be more free about money, to live in that abundance mindset. And I think seriously feel like since I've listened to this conversation and had it, I have been expanding in so many different ways. So I hope that you guys are feeling the same too.